Hi everyone, my name is Veronica and this is the Harfel podcast. Unfiltered, introspective and most importantly, honest discussions on topics ranging from mental health, life in your 20s, self-development and the human condition. If you enjoy my content, I'd love for you to review this podcast on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other platform you might be listening from. Tune in and enjoy! Well, hey guys, long time no speak to you. I don't even know if perhaps two months have passed since my last episode, maybe a bit less, but I've certainly had a little bit of a break, um, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, But I so have missed talking to you um, and just processing my thoughts and feelings as they come up and sharing it online. I guess that's just what I very much like to do. I'm very opinionated when it comes to these things. But yeah, the reason I haven't been really um, recording is that a lot has been happening. And when a lot of things happen in my life, which, you know, things and events and occurrences that um, provoke new thoughts and realizations, I don't really like talking about it as it's happening. I feel like I always need my time alone to kind of process whatever have happened in my life, if that makes sense. And kind of you know, sift through the thoughts that are unnecessary, if that makes sense, and kind of gather myself together and put together a story, if that makes sense, which I know life is not like that. And it's kind of always in the middle of it. Like I'm always just capturing, I guess, a snapshot of my brain at that moment. And I may not fully agree with things I've said in these episodes, I don't know, half a year ago, a year ago, two years ago, like you know, I choose to be authentic. And so I kind of want to have like as close of a translation of my brain and my thoughts as possible on this episode. But that's why I've been a bit silent. And also the other fact is just things have been so fucking busy. So, so crazy busy that I didn't even, okay, it's not that I didn't get the time to, it's just, it's just that the time never felt fully right. And I just really wasn't feeling like it um, and had to, had to sort some things out first. So yeah, in today's episode, I'm going to give you a bit of a life update because I feel like it's hard um, to speak of things without kind of giving some context for where these thoughts or feelings or realizations came from in the first place. But hopefully that'll be interesting enough for you. And then, yeah, just run you through my brain. Usual Veronica brain dump style. I think you must have gotten used to these kinds of episodes by now. Hopefully you're enjoying them as well. Um So yeah, let's get to some life updates, like what has been up with me. Um, I think the last episode I recorded was when I finished my exams and went home in May. Um, And then I came back to London post my exams and just had like a month and a half of time there, which I spent mostly like working, um, traveling a bit. I went to Copenhagen and Paris for a couple days on separate occasions. And by the way, I loved I mean, I love both cities. I think I love Copenhagen as a city more just because I feel like it just matches my personality and like the aesthetics and the cafes and the pastries. Danish people just seem so organized and cool, calm and collected. And the parks are lovely. Like I, I fully, fully love Copenhagen. Um, the worst thing about it, I guess, is that it's so pricey. Um, it's more expensive than London, which is not a thing that comes by easily that makes sense um oh lattes my favorite thing in the world were five pounds if even so you know that's kind of what well, the main thing that put me off of it um because sorry I need them to thrive I need them they're like water for me if I don't have enough oh lattes in a year or in a month I'm just not fully functional 
But anyways, and Paris, just to give you a brief, you know, overview, my, my, my three cents on Paris and reviews. I feel like Paris was the city of last year. Everyone and their mother went to Paris. All the YouTubers, it feel like they moved there. They lived there for a month or two months or whatever. Like everyone was in Paris. And I've been wanting to go to Paris as an adult for a while because I've been there, but, you know, was like 12 years old, went to Disneyland and all that. Top of the Eiffel Tower, all the classic touristy stuff with my parents. Um, so this time around, I obviously wanted to do some like vintage shopping, walk around some less touristy arrondissement, practice my French as well. Um, and we had such a nice flat and it was on the seventh floor, which was a bit of a walk up. But I think I enjoyed the city a bit less compared to Copenhagen. I don't know why I'm even comparing these two cities in the first place. But I, the lifestyle we had there, like how we were spending our days was so nice. We were just like eating charcuterie board, doing some like thrift shopping, more like window shopping because everything was so pricey, having coffees, smoking and just, yeah, just vibing in Paris. Like it's a beautiful city, obviously. I'm not saying it's not. I just don't know if I could imagine myself living there. But enough of that. That was kind of like a side tangent. Um, aside of those two trips, I was, yeah, I was in London. I was working quite a bit. Um, I was doing you know, my cafe, waitressing, barista job, however you want to call it. And yeah, hanging out with friends, basically saying goodbye to some people. Because at the point when I was saying my goodbyes, I didn't know who am I going to see when, if that makes sense. Like I knew I was going to come to London maybe mid, mid-summer, like July, August time, but um, didn't know for how long and if it was certain, like a lot of unknowns in my life. Um, I think that's going to be a pattern throughout all of it. So I did want to say my goodbyes and it was sort of like an ending of an era and I left London pretty late, just a couple of days ago. So it was 1st of July um, that I left and because I also, oh yeah, this is another big thing thing that happened that I didn't mention. The lease for my flat that I was renting out for the past two years was actually ending middle of June. So I spent the first half of June kind of slowly and then more and more intensely packing my boxes, shipping them away selling some stuff, giving away some stuff, throwing out a lot of stuff because guys, you don't, I don't think you fully realize, and this is including me from a month ago, like you don't realize, and I didn't realize how much shit and material belongings you accumulate after living in a place for two years. And it's just two years, it's not even that long. And I was thinking about like family homes, the amount of stuff that is stored there, it's just crazy. But again, side tangent. And so, yeah, I moved out and since then I was kind of homeless. So I was staying with like three friends in London and middle of that, I did the Paris thing. So <sighs> it was chaotic to say the least. Um, I just really wanted to like keep you guys in the loop. That's why I, I talked so much about it. But um, yeah, and I feel like throughout these past, I suppose, two months, like since exams finished, I've been operating and living on a daily basis on like such a different routine, operating on, in such a different way, if that makes sense. Especially like when I didn't have a flat and I was kind of, you know, staying at people's rooms, having to share a key. So having to like organize my life around that, working a lot. So having a bit less free time, obviously. It was all obviously my choice and I'm not making it like I'm not complaining about any of it. I'm just saying it was hard to keep up like my fitness routine. It was hard to, I don't know, cook for myself. Like the way I've been eating the past month, it's not necessarily horrible because I've been eating, like whenever I'm making food choices, I try to make them healthy. Like if I'm eating in a restaurant or if I'm like grabbing a salad from a place or if I'm eating lunch with a friend, again, try for it to be healthy. But first of all, it doesn't just, doesn't always work out. And second of all, 
there's nothing that compares to a home-cooked meal, if that makes sense. Health-wise and nutrient-wise, and you just you just know what goes into it. And also it's cheaper, it's just so much better. I love cooking, and that's definitely something I've been really, really missing from my routine. Um, the good thing is, I guess, spring and summer are not really like months when you want to cook a lot of like, I guess, cooked things like stews and curries and pasta I guess pasta there's always time for pasta but you know what I mean like I feel like in fall I just cook batches of things and like baked veggies and the meals have to be warm you know I don't really care about all that (laughs) and um in summer obviously I eat a lot of salads and soups okay actually that's a lie I don't know what's when's the last time I had a soup like sandwiches maybe um wraps I don't know I've been eating just random shit but whatever I can get my hands on that's semi-healthy and also I feel like I have just like less appetite in summer all I want to do is eat the fruit that's in season like like watermelon and cherries and blueberries and peaches and it's just so nice I love summer and um yeah I just want to have silly little snacks all the time like an ice cream here a little pastry here some fruit then like a salad you know it's not that I don't eat enough it's just that like I eat differently if that makes sense um and yeah I kind of I need to remember to keep myself hydrated and not just on ice oat lattes because that's not gonna do I'm afraid for my body um and yeah as I said I've also been really out of my fitness routine I've maybe had like two runs in the past month and worked out like twice as well I've been doing a lot of like moving around and walking my job also required me to be like you know working and serving people so I wasn't sitting down I've been doing like 15k steps a day which is pretty impressive I gotta say so it's not that I've been like sitting my ass on the couch and not moving because I feel like then I would be in much worse shape and just I wouldn't feel great but I still miss like targeted workouts with like an intention you know when you just do a yoga session or you just like yeah go for a run or you go to a fitness class whatever it is like go to the gym just been missing that in my life a little bit I gotta say and also I feel like amongst chaos whenever like a lot of things are happening in my head and in my life I just need that processing time and it's so nice when it happens like seamlessly like It's not that whenever I have to process things, I necessarily sit down at my desk or in my bed and like think and stare at the wall. It happens on the walks. It happens in silence. It happens when I'm like walking my dogs. It happens when I'm running or when I'm doing yoga, when I'm moving my body and I'm more like, I guess, grounded in the present moment. Sometimes like realizations come over me, if that makes sense. So yeah, I actually don't know when I'm going to be able to get these parts of my life back. (laughs) I suppose in August, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But um, and yeah, since coming back from London, I've been at my parents' house pretty much. Um, But I'm only here for like two more days because I have a lot of travel plans in July, actually. Who's surprised that I made quite a long while ago. I made them in April. I don't know what I was going through in April, but because it was like exam season and nothing was happening, I was just really keen on like getting that, that dopamine surge. And I just like, I feel like I overbooked myself. I'm not gonna lie um for July like in terms of holidays and I feel like you never fully know and are aware of how much things will cost and end up costing because yeah maybe the flight ticket isn't the most expensive but but you obviously have to account for accommodation and transport and trains in Europe are not always cheap and then food and then like drinks and it just accumulates very very quickly especially if you're not like actively making money back which thankfully I was um but yeah so I kind of wish I had a few more days at home, at least a week maybe, just because 
yeah, as I said, life has been so chaotic in the past months that I feel like I do need, even if I don't fully acknowledge it, I do need some like forced peace, calm time where nothing happens. And when I'm just literally at home reading books and eating cherries and like lazing around, like that's also very much necessary. And that's also what summer is for. But I feel like a lot of the time I have just like a lot of self-imposed, fully self-imposed pressure to to do things all the time. And so I am basically taking a plane to Madrid on Friday. I am excited for the travels. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like a brat. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing my friends because I'm actually, thankfully, going to be staying with my friends um, for most of these travels. So I don't have to pay for ACOM because I'm going to be traveling for like three, two weeks, something like something between two, three weeks. So if I had to pay for all the ACOM, that would not be cute. So yeah, going to Madrid for a couple days, then going to Portugal to see my other friend there, and then flying back to Poland to see Maying, who's my friend who's visiting me. I'm so happy about that as well. And we're going to see like some of the Polish mountains and do some hiking there. And only then I'm coming back home, but I'm only coming back home for a week. And that I'm going to get to in a bit, like my other plans. But <laughs> I don't even know if that's like important or not important. I know it's not important for you, but if it's like interesting to you. But I feel like honestly, if I listen to someone regularly um, and there's influencers, I guess, or pe- just people on the internet, I suppose, I would never call myself an influencer. People on the internet, I follow and I like keep up with them. I just, I like knowing what they're up to. I'm, it, it does interest me a little bit. So hopefully that was not like the most boring thing to you, what I just said. And all the things that I just said, like how chaotic life has been, is just really, I feel like, unlike me and unlike my usual life. Like, you guys know that I'm a person of habit, that I'm a person of routines. And although I am quite spontaneous at times and I am, I like to have my fun and I definitely um, like to experiment with different things and push myself out of my comfort zone. I'm a Virgo at heart. Like, I'm huge on having everything planned and organized and in place and living out of a suitcase between three people's flats for two weeks is a bit much for me. And I do kind of want to talk about the pros and cons of that kind of lifestyle. And what I mean by that is just sharing how I feel about life being much more chaotic and taking up much more of your attention in the present moment than when it usually does. I feel like throughout most of, you know, even my academic year, I obviously do a lot of things, but I also have a lot of downtime that I you know, fills my days. I have time, I have time to slowly do my routines and it's just all very, it usually goes the way I expect it to. Like my days are usually the way I expect it to, whether, whereas the past two months, I don't think I could have foreseen much of it. And it's just been very all over the place. I feel like that's a nice place to talk about this is that when so much happens in the like actual life around you, you are kind of forced to live in the present. Like you're not really... You don't really have a lot of time to just sit on your ass and overthink every single thing that happened or every single thing you've said or your relationships, which is something I tend to do. Like downtime and solo time are obviously necessary, but at the same time, they can be a bit counterproductive, if that makes sense. Depends on the person and depends what you do with that time, but I sometimes tend to spiral a little bit. And so it's been really nice to just feel like I'm living, if that makes sense. I know I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, just feel like life is finally taking precedence over me planning out life and just being more spontaneous and letting go of like what I want the next week to look like, but just seeing how it goes and kind of accepting it and having fun and going with the flow. And it's 
something I've actually been like intending to do this year. Like this was one of my intentions for this year to let go more and to just see what, where life takes me, if that makes sense. Um, and for my gap year as well, like I've, I've talked about it a bunch of times. In that way, I'd say it's very nice. Like it's something that I very much appreciate and it does feel like I'm actually making memories. I'm actually having experiences that I'm going to like be able to talk about later. And yeah, like not just doing the same thing every day and kind of repeating days just in different seasons because sometimes life can get so monotonous, especially like with exams and all, which I know is not forever lasting, but it did feel like that when I was studying for them in like April and March and May, all of those months. But there's certainly downsides to like, that being your mode of operating or the way you're living your life for even for a period of time, especially the living out of the suitcase and kind of like staying at your friends, like bless my friends. I love them to bit. And it's just very, very kind of each of them to like, let me stay at their places for free for like a week at a time. And I was very, very thankful for that. But at the same time, you know, like, I think it's very normal to just want to have your place at the end of the day and have your space that is uninterrupted to have your own key to have your you know all of your things in one place and not having to like repack your suitcase because I basically had like one big suitcase that I stored in one place and then a small one that I was like living off off of no living from for like a few days at a time um, and then repacking again whatever doing laundry I don't know that's boring so I felt a bit uprooted if that makes sense like the first half of that period of my life I was still having, I was still like living from my flat, even though I was like traveling and friends were visiting, but I still had my things, all of my things in one place and a key to my own flat and didn't have to inform anyone of when I was like coming home. So that was, you know, a bit more, that was giving me kind of like some stability. Whereas second half, like last three weeks, it's just been chaos and madness. And I do have to say, I've gotten a bit tired of it. Um, and I definitely appreciate the fact that I got to experience it like you know staying with friends and kind of seeing what life with them would be like as well um and you know just being a bit more minimalistic on a day-to-day basis that's also something that definitely is you know imposed upon you if you choose that kind of lifestyle or if you do live like that for even a few weeks because yeah you have to kind of choose what you're gonna wear for the next couple of days or a week at a time and you often have to alpha repeat and you have to use the same like you know what I mean I'm just like kind of rambling right now but I like that kind of aspect of it again coming back to like the advantages is just life feels simpler in that way when it when you just know what are your essentials like yeah I need to have my headphones my card holder my wallet my phone my a pouch with my cosmetics and skincare and clean underwear and a few pairs of like pants and skirts and dresses and that's it like and a journal obviously god forbid forget my journal and a camera, whatever, like, you know, I, I, like, I feel like I have my essentials so nailed down at this point because of traveling and yeah, having to be between places that like, I'm good with that. If I had to pack within the next 20 minutes, I probably would be able to, I really don't want to, and I don't have a reason to, but just saying, just like saying, I feel like that's a new life skill I gained. And I think that's very, that's definitely very useful to also know that I can live off of not that many things, I suppose um I wasn't like fully minimalistic because I still had access to like my big suitcase so it's not like I had three tops for three weeks but um still I have to give myself a pat on the back for being so organized with it and pre-planning it all the time overall speaking of like minimalism and material belongings I feel like the move out especially not only did I realize how much I accumulate but I like me and Bay, both of us were just so sick of our things if that makes sense we were just looking at all these heavy heavy boxes with 
all of our shit from kitchen, toilet, living room, our clothes, our not even furniture, but like cups and glasses and plates that we, you know, bought and that we really liked. And like little knickknacks that you have or photos on the wall, books you buy. Like it's just so many things that you start to own at some point in your life, especially when you move out. And it's just very overwhelming to know that like all of it is mine and I have to take care of all of it. And I need to sort thing, these things out and they have value. So I cannot just throw them out. Although I, do, I did like end up throwing out some things um, that I was just like, I'm not willing to carry that with me and be responsible for this any longer. And just random things. Some things I gave away to my friends, like an old yoga mat I had or like some spices that weren't open. Like, I don't know, so many things. But also the move out just made me feel a little bit shit about being wasteful because we did have to throw out like, I don't know, open rice or like groceries or all like medicine, I don't know, that no one wanted or no one claimed. It was just a mess. The move out was a bit of a mess, I have to say. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that part is kind of like over. Like when it was done, I was just like so relieved <laughs> and ready to not have to take out any more trash from that flat again. And yeah, even now when I came home, as I said, and I obviously brought my suitcase of things and I have, well, I actually don't have all the things that I shipped from London to here, like the four boxes of my stuff. This is a longer story and I'm not going to get into it, um, but I currently do not have access to them for external circumstances, let's just say. And even without the four boxes of my things, guys, four boxes, four big boxes, I have to say. How many times do I have to say it? I feel like my room is already full, like my, my old childhood room, and I have just so much shit here. And I already am planning like a declutter, like a like a proper Marie Kondo one, not just giving away like three books. I know I'm not going to be reading and like throwing out all cosmetics. I'm talking genuinely and truthfully, like facing my belongings and being like, do I want this to be a part of like the things I own? Do I want to be responsible for this item or do I want for it to have a nicer home or for someone else to make better use of it? Or like, you know, like I think I don't need five lamps and I currently am looking at five lamps in my room, like little night lamps and sources of light whatever you get me <laughs> I have so many candles and books that I know I'm never gonna read again clothes again a proper declutter is due maybe I'll make a video on it maybe it'll keep me accountable so I've talked about what has happened and what is gonna happen in the next like month or so but I kind of want to talk about like some of the I guess struggles or um decisions that I'm kind of in the middle of of right now if that makes sense and I also like I do feel quite vulnerable sharing these kinds of things because I'm not coming to you guys with like a set plan and telling you something I already like planned and decided on but something that I'm still like kind of you know in between of deciding and not sure of and I'm not sure which path to take and I'm a bit on one hand I just don't really know if I like people knowing like what I'm deciding between or like the choices I'm making as I'm making them, I kind of prefer for it to like happen after the fact. But at the same time, I know not that many people listen to this podcast, especially like compared to my YouTube channel. So um, I don't think anyone is going to like hold it against me if I change my mind or, you know, obviously it's my life and I'll make whatever decision I want to. But it's just, yeah, I feel like it's kind of, it's more honest and it's more um, realistic to tell you guys the things that I'm actually struggling with and the things that I'm unsure of rather than just sharing all the like good parts and fun times and reflections from those bad times, but only after they happened, right? I feel like it's very comforting as well 
to know that other people are going through something at the same time as you are. Obviously, it's nice to hear about other people's experiences after they have happened, like, you know, knowing that someone went through the same thing as you did, and so they maybe can advise you on how to deal with it, or you can just, yeah, have some comfort in that you can relate to them, but it's another level, and it's another thing to fully be in the same situation at the same time, and just feel like you're not the only one, as I always say it, it's like the most cliche thing, but it is true, and um, I currently have like one another friend who's also kind of very, like not very much in a similar situation, but sort of, so like I do realize how much of a comfort that even that one friend is to me, knowing that like at least we're both struggling at the same time, and I like I hope it doesn't sound bad because I obviously wish her all the best and hope she makes the decision that make her happy. But but I feel like it's obvious that if everyone, if you feel like everyone around you has things figured out for themselves, and you're the only one who doesn't, who's not you know fully decided on things, and is a bit in a mess, it's just it feels very isolating and like for whatever reason you're failing, um, and that's not a great feeling to have, and that's obviously something you need to deal with on your own. It's not the fault of your friends for like deciding earlier or being more decided. And, you know, God knows if they're going to be happy with their decisions. But um, in the present moment, I know it's like easier said than done um, for sure. And it's just very natural to feel a bit sad and isolated in those sorts of situations. So basically what I'm going through right now is kind of trying to make decisions about my long term future and how I want it to look like especially in terms of where I want to be living and sort of what kind of life I want to have and job I want to have in the next, I suppose, five to 10 years. And I know it sounds very big and obviously no one's requiring me to, you know, make a decision within a week and never ever change it. But I'm at the point where in my life and at a point in the year where the things that I decide on right now will essentially impact whether some doors will be open or closed for me. Basically, the main struggle I'm having and the main decision I'm kind of trying to make is whether I want to live in the UK for the foreseeable future. And foreseeable means like five to 10 years, as I said, because, and I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty details of it all because I'm sure this is actually very much boring to you. But um, if I want to live and work here for like quite a few years after I guess I do a master's or something like that, I it would be better for me to have like a status not a citizenship but basically a settled status which means that I you know have like access to NHS and I have like the right to work here and I don't have to have a visa because Brexit and all of that you know kind of fucked us all over um but in order to get that kind of status I need to spend a certain amount of time in the UK uh which would mean I have to not cut my gap year short but sort of reorganize my gap year in a way so that I do spend a large chunk of it, I don't know, either working or traveling around the United Kingdom, the lovely land of United Kingdom. And I gotta say, this is quite a big change of plans because originally I was meant to, I guess next year in 2024, before I start my master's in like September, October. I obviously haven't gotten one yet, but I think I'm going to apply for those um, later this year. Just traveling around Europe or Asia as well, maybe going somewhere like unexpected and just, yeah, being, being basically all around, but not really being based in the UK. But if I am sort of thinking of staying in the UK longer term, I should probably make the decision to kind of stay there for a little bit, um, like at least six months. So that would really um, kind of shake, not shake my world a little bit, but the next year a little bit for sure or very much so and for me this situation is very stressful purely because 
I already made a different decision. Like I obviously was aware of like the visa and immigration thing. And I, when I decided that I'm going to take a gap year, I was fully like accept. I don't know if I was fully aware of like what are the consequences, but I was just like, you know, I'm not really sure about living in the UK, like whatever. Like if I have to get a visa, I'll get a visa. But now I just kind of assess the situation much more realistically. But yeah, I did become a little bit more skeptical of like what's going to happen and whether I'm going to regret the decision to do this in like two years time, for example, if I decide to like work in the UK. Yeah, I wanted to give you some context for the specifics of the situation, but obviously it's like a very personal, but it's quite like a personal thing to me and something I just need to have like a deep, long think about um, in the next few months because I still do have time to like, I guess, decide. Um, And I can always decide otherwise in one direction, I guess, like to leave the UK and to lose my right to apply for the status, but I cannot do it otherwise, if that makes sense. You know, once I lose it, I lose it and like, there's no going back. So I'm trying to like avoid that situation if I decide to stay in the UK. I'm the worst kind of person to make these sorts of decisions because I feel like, and this is like a toxic trait of mine. First of all, I'm very undecisive. Um, It's just, I don't like making decisions and decisions, especially big, important ones, stress me out. I'm sure this is not just me. I'm sure this is plenty of people and if not most of people. But the thing about me is, first of all, I usually tend to make the decision that leaves as many doors open as possible for me in the future exactly because I'm so undecisive because like I know myself at this point or to a certain extent I guess and I do know that I change my mind quite a bit right so yeah if I make a certain decision right now that's very specific and kind of limits me to one like one path for example say like studying medicine, it's not something that I was like ever really keen on or ever envisioned for myself and I definitely don't want to do it but when you choose to study medicine you're basically, obviously you can change your mind, no one's going to force you to be a doctor but you're basically kind of enrolling on that path and you are sort of deciding to follow that path in life and you know you don't have that many options once you finish studying medicine, like I don't think you can be a lawyer or an accountant when you study medicine Um, and obviously like I'm talking about uni degrees now. Any degree that you choose like kind of limits your path a little bit. And like for some things, you're just going to need a different degree that you may not have. But I feel like even economics, my choice to study that at uni was somehow motivated by my passion for it and interest in it and somewhat motivated by the fact that like I can do so many other things after economics and like it doesn't really limit a lot of my choices so that's I, I gave you an example but that's basically my thing is like I just always try to make the most like general open-ended choice which sometimes is a good thing and I certainly do benefit from it at times and it does bring me like a peace of mind knowing that I can always change my mind later but this is something my parents recently said to me and I think this is very valid like essentially when you grow up and you mature and you're adult you do have to like just make sacrifices and you do have to just say goodbye to certain paths and say goodbye to certain options and make up your mind and make like adult decisions whatever you decide whatever that decision ends up being like you have to make it and then kind of live with the consequences and not blame it on anyone else and like say that someone else made you decide on this and this thing like you do make your own decisions in life and you do have to be responsible for them especially once you grow up and mature and I don't know like start living more independently and that thing just freaks me out because like I feel like I've had so many moments in my life where I just suddenly was like actually I want to do something else like a whole change of plans like a whole different direction I'm going in 
I've had so many of those moments, I cannot even count them. And so I feel like that's a pattern in my life. And maybe to break out of it, I do need to make a decision that's going to limit my choices, essentially, at one point or another. Like, I know I will have to. I think because I like doing so many things at the same time, and there's so many things that, like, I'm curious about and interest me. Not just talking career-wise, just, like, life-wise, even exploring different um, friendships or just exploring different cities or traveling or moving or, yeah, careers hobbies all of that like I just don't want to commit myself to one certain thing forever or like for a very long time it just stresses me out a little bit knowing that I won't be able to change it I guess I made my point I think I'm repeating myself now so that's the first toxic thing about me and decisions and the second thing is I (laughs) I don't know if other people do it but say there's like two things I'm deciding between say I'm like leaning toward option a the moment I make the decision about option a being my choice I start thinking about what I'm losing out because I didn't choose option B. Like, I'm not happy about option A and all the things that I'm gaining from it. I'm just thinking about, oh, shit, if I chose option B, I would have had that. But I don't have that or I'm not going to have that. I don't know if that made sense. I think it did, hopefully. And it's a very, again, counterproductive thing of me. And like, that's not the point. I have to realize at some point that, again, every decision comes with a sacrifice. um, And you're going to have to make them at basically most points in your life or any decisions that you make do come with like a trade-off and it's just very often a matter of like weighing things up and just seeing what suits you more um at least in the point at the point that you're making a certain decision god I feel like this episode is very like deep but rambly but personal but vulnerable (laughs) but nonsensical at the same time so I'm sorry if this is um, how you're perceiving it maybe for some reason it's resonating but it literally is a snapshot of my brain right now so yeah coming back to like whether I see myself living I guess in the UK or not in the long term I I very much know that I do want to live in some other place like I just know that about myself and I think as I said as I just literally said I'm too excited about too many places to settle for one place for like the rest of my life it just that kind of sounds horrible to me um and no one's talking about the rest of my life you're like again can always move can always decide to but I also have to be realistic and this is something I've been realizing especially in the past couple of days that like as much as I can fantasize about living in certain places like Australia or Canada or Switzerland or France or Sweden like there's a lot of places that I'm like they seem appealing to me for like long-term settling down living starting a family having a house whatever you know the classic route there's definitely places that I maybe would rather be than the UK but realistically at some point in your life you just start making decisions based on two primary things and these things are relationships relationships you have in your life and that includes both family friends and like romantic relationships I suppose as well as your career opportunities and your like financial situation and where you see those kind of two interlinking whether maybe there's like an opportunity somewhere abroad or something like that like there has to be a strong current pulling you in a direction to make for example a decision to move somewhere I feel like but at the end of the day as fun as you know living by a lake and living in a cottage in Italy or having like a cabin house in a forest in Norway, like as lovely and ideal and romantic as all of these scenarios like sound in my head, 
how much would I enjoy them if I were to actually like pull through with them, you know, if I were to genuinely pack my bags, move there, start the like administrative process of moving, I would not have any friends, I would have to learn the language, I would have to like, yeah, very much actively try to make connections, it's so much, mm, I guess, like work that you have to put into it that you don't even know if it's gonna pay off in the end, like whether you're gonna like, for example, enjoy living in a different country or a different city, And it's just like difficult to make that decision when, for example, the majority of your life, all of your friends or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever, like if they live in a different place or if your family is in like a different place, but you're choosing to start a life in a country where you don't even speak the language. It's very much like a decision that people make for sure. And that's something I like admire. And who knows, maybe I'll one day feel ready or inclined to do so. But it's just like, I'm trying to be a bit more, bit more realistic and not live my life and make my decisions based off of a romanticized version of something. Or I don't know, things I've seen on TikTok and things I've seen on YouTube because it's not real life. Like it's a, it's a reflection of real life to some degree, but it's mostly highlights, to be honest. <laughs> and I think that's something we all know. But at the same time, it's just so easy to get wrapped up in these like ideas. And the thing is, I guess a lot of people romanticize those sort of like lifestyles maybe. But the thing is, I'm actually the kind of person, unfortunately, I guess, or fortunately, I don't know, who would pull through. (laughs) I'm the kind of person who like, like I moved to Brussels for an internship and not knowing anyone there. And I like, obviously people do that kind of things, but those kinds of things. But I feel like I do tend to make quite radical decisions. I'm not saying studying, like doing an internship in Brussels is radical, but for some people it definitely was. Like when some of my friends heard that I'm like, I'm moving to Brussels, I don't know anyone there and I'm going to be working there for like the whole of summer. They were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're crazy. I admire you, you know, like to be able to just like move there for a couple of months. And I was so chill about it. Obviously in the end, like things were different than I expected them to. And that was also very much like a reality check for me. Um, seeing that, you know, if you live in a city, even if it's a cool city, not saying that Brussels, it's not really, to be fair about Brussels, side tangent, I don't know if I don't like Brussels or if it's just my not so great memories and like the place I was in mentally in Brussels is a reflection of how I feel about the city. I feel like those two are very much interlinked, but I also didn't really stay in a very nice part of the city. So, um, I'm sure these, these all factors came to play at the same time, but yeah, I, was romanticizing it so much before I like went there for my internship. I was just like thinking about, you know, the friends I'm going to make and like travels I'm going to have with them and, you know, connections and like I'm going to call Brussels my second home. Like that's BS, that's bullshit. I really didn't really make any friends. I was spending most of my time in the evenings like alone and I was very sad and felt isolated even though I like enjoy my work and my um like days that I spend at the company and the internship itself and people there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My, um, yeah, my, my, my like mental state wasn't great because, and again, something I realized and I think I'm, I've always been sort of aware of it, but now in amidst all the like chaos and instability, it's fully like coming at me. It's the realization that the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. And it's also like the time you spend with your friends. I'm such a like person for quality time. And I think a lot of my friends are, and I think that's like, I guess something we all share. It's just, I need to spend time with my friends. I need to be able to talk things through with them. I need to be able to open up and ask them for advice. And I want to hear them out and I want to know what's up with them. And that makes me just feel at peace and connected and like they have my back. Even if it's not necessarily like I need their help or they're going to have to like lend me a hand. I just, it's like a mental comfort 
you feel from relationships and that mental comfort and like stability and peace of mind that friendships and other relationships um close and other close relationships give you in your life you cannot fill that gap with like pretty views and nature and spirituality and um like a romantic lifestyle you're living alone in paris for example you know i think at the end of the day it comes down to very like quite basic things such as yeah your financial situation your your relationships and all the other things like come secondary um which are obviously not saying they're not important like the sort of like environment you live in this the part of the city you live in but it's all a bit less important if we were to like grade these things in terms of their le- relevance to your like your life satisfaction i suppose god that's like a whole another tangent i went on but yeah this these are the sort of things that this decision of mine that i just mentioned got me thinking about um and obviously i still can change my mind about a lot of things as i said i always put myself in that situation so that i am able to make these adjustments as i go which is as i said nice on one hand and in this case i'm kind of grateful but at the same time i just i just don't know and i, I can't say anything with certainty yet right i also soon have to start thinking about my masters because as much as i was like postponing the decision and like having to think about what i want to study and i was sort of hoping and crossing my fingers maybe a bit foolishly for the decision to just come to me come over me literally hoping that i'm going to wake up tomorrow and just know that i want to study sociology at this university it's not going to happen like choosing a degree is just like looking through all the ones that are available in places that you want to study narrowing it down a little bit reading about them talking with people who studied them and then like just sending out applications and seeing i guess what sticks it's like i've heard this saying in one podcast it's like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> and i think life is genuinely about that and i think this is going to be my master's choice because there's obviously things i'm like more inclined towards studying than others but at the same time i don't really fully know it's not like there's one specific thing that i need to study for the job i want or have to study or like I'm very passionate about. Again, there's options and choices to be made, and they are both in terms of the course I want to be doing as well as the university I want to be doing it at, which again changes the kind of like where do I live situation. It's also like intertwined. And so I think you guys now understand why I was so stressed the past few days having to sort of make those decisions on the spot and just feeling like I don't even have that much time to think about these things. And the thing is like I have this like one path in my head that is maybe going to happen maybe it's not going to i'm not going to get into it now but a path that basically seems like quite natural and obvious for a person with my background so you know i did an undergrad in economics in london so maybe doing a masters in economics in london so finishing off like the same subject and then like starting to work for like a company some like in some kind of economic related field and working there for a couple of years and taking things from there i feel like that's a path that a lot of people um that I know and a, pe- a lot of people from my course especially obviously have taken or are taking and for some reason in my head it almost seems, seems like an easy route easy quote unquote because I'm you know studying at those universities is not easy getting a masters is not easy um having to you know apply for jobs is not easy but an easy in terms of like the choice you make about it like there's only that many universities i can study that in london and like you know one of them is bound to accept me not going to wood um 
but for some reason in my head, when I think of this, it's like I'm almost like hesitant to make that choice just because it's so straightforward. Because I, I have this like thing where I always feel like I need to be pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I made a whole episode about this. And while I think a lot of people may have like issues and struggle with this in the other direction, so like they don't do it enough and they maybe go for the comfortable option most of the time or all of the time, then it's just not that great for in terms of like personal development and gaining experiences. I think I tend to do the other thing. I think I tend to go overboard and just constantly feel like I need to be making the quote unquote uncomfortable decision because I know that, you know, everything is a learning experience. Everything is a learning opportunity and life is meant to be lived and it's almost like a game. And these are all things that I like believe in to some degree And these sorts of beliefs make me want to, you know, never go for like the easy thing, but always kind of push myself and see what happens then, you know, like go a step further and see how far I can come. And I'm not, and I know there's a lot of people in the world, if we gather them all, who are like that, who sort of live a bit more of like an unstable life in terms of like where they live and I don't know their jobs, like they're doing a lot of things at the same time or changing careers but not saying that's something I want to do it's just that while majority of the people do usually go for comfort for sure I think there's some people who do have like those same kind of qualities as I do and personality trait maybe I feel like and I don't know if it's fully true but I'm always almost like seeking the next best thing maybe there is something here about like being content in the present and with the simple thing that you have but it's just I don't even know if that's the reason for me being so like not hard of myself, but pushing myself out of my comfort zone all the time. Like, I don't know if it's motivated by the fact that, like, I want to live life to the fullest and I don't want to miss out on any experiences that I may have while I can still, like, have those experiences and while not too old or too settled somewhere. Or whether it's actually, like, not a great thing and I could use some, like, calm time, but I'm just always looking. Again, like, I'm never satisfied where I am, if that makes sense. I don't actually know which one. Maybe it's both. Maybe they don't contradict each other necessarily. So yeah, I don't know if it's just my adventurous spirit <laughs> or whether I'm just I'm just impossible to be satisfied. It's not that I'm not... The thing is like I'm... Okay, I'm not gonna get into this. Sorry guys, like this episode could be probably an hour and a half long just because of how much is going on in my brain. And I feel like I slowly need to be wrapping things up. Basically, to sum things up, I feel like a lot of the choices that I have to make right now are about stability and choosing a more comfortable, stable, predictable lifestyle or on the other hand kind of throwing myself into the whirlwind of things and just hoping that things work out for me. I know these are generalized, very much generalizations I made right now and it's not like I'm literally choosing between these two options and there's nothing in between and obviously there's I can make the comfortable decision and then decide on changing things up again but it's just as I said at some point I have to decide and be a bit more be responsible for the decisions I make and like live with the consequences and I just don't know which one of them I want right now more in my life because (laughs) I want both at the same time you know again when I make decisions that are spontaneous and adventurous and I don't know what's gonna happen to me I feel jealous of people who are decorating their like apartment which they moved in for two years you know in London And when I think of spending half a year in London, like working, I'm just thinking like about all the things that I'm going to be missing out if I were to go traveling and volunteering and blah, blah, blah. So that's like just something I need to work through, right? I'm sure that in the end, it's all going to be okay. Like despite all the internal turmoil that you just have witnessed and 
as distressed as I may sound, I think everything is going to be okay. I think like in the end, things will work out fine for me. Maybe some decisions will come more naturally. Maybe so eventually like I, again, will have to make trade-offs. But at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world again. Like it's just my little life. And I do need to remind myself of like all the spiritual wisdom as well that I like, I feel like I've gathered to not forget to enjoy the present moment that I'm in right now instead of just planning five years ahead all the time. That's the first thing. Second thing is just letting go and surrendering because the lessons that I keep being reminded of in my life, especially nowadays, is just you just never know what's gonna happen, guys. You literally never know. The things I wish I could tell you, but are just way too personal for me, um, about how like certain things in my life like are working out right now, it's just so funny and weird and like coincidental and like unbelievable to me half a year ago, a year ago, two years ago. I feel like there's very few things about my life that I would have predicted, like, say, even two years ago. So it's just, just need to keep myself humble and be reminded that, like, even if I make a decision right now and I, and, you know, be thinking that I'm signing myself up for, like, one thing, I don't know if I'm actually going to end up with that thing. Maybe it'll be a completely different thing. Maybe it was something related. I just never know. And so that, I feel like that is also a very valid point. And that, like, does give you a bit of, yeah, like, humility and groundedness. And the last thing that I need to remind myself of is, again, just what I just said is that it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I'm just the dust in the universe. And these problems are just going to be like a memory, a distant memory, five or 10 years from now. And I'm going to laugh about it. I'm sure I'm going to read my journal and be like, oh my God, I was so dramatic. Or like, I'm going to listen to this episode and be like, I wish I could hug her or things like that. You know, like whenever I read my journals, I'm always like, what was I thinking? Why was I stressing about this thing? So many things like that, you know, like the struggles I was having even three months ago. I'm like, why girl? You literally, none of it matters now. So hopefully that's how things are going to work out for me. But for now, I'm going to finish this episode and I'm going to keep you guys more or less updated as comfortable as I feel with it. And I hope this episode was somewhat of a comfort for you if you're feeling a bit lost or chaos is what's happening in your life right now. Or yeah, you were just curious what's up with me. That's also very sweet if that was the case. Um, I love you all very, very, very much. And if you're still listening, like I just, yeah, adore you. Love you. Lots of love. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bisous. <laughs> Why do I always end on Bizu? But Bizu, alas.